not sure all of the staff really believed that I would use socks and underwear as the theme for Christmas, but I mean, what are you going to do, right? Socks and underwear is what it's what you need, not necessarily what you want, and clearly that's a marvelous thing to keep in mind as we look at this season of Advent, as we talk about the coming of Christmas, talking about what we need, not always what we want. So we do that this morning. You know, I think one of the challenges for us is to keep our focus, right? We, we love the trees, and we love the lights, and we love the presents, and we love all of the things that go with it. In fact, I would guess many of you have a sign maybe that goes in your house or, or maybe on your tree that says, Jesus is the reason for the season. And that's so true. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm just saying we say it a lot. We hold it out in front of us a lot. But is that really our theme during Christmas? Is it really that thing that keeps the, the forefront of our thought? Is that really where our focus is? You know, as I get ready for Christmas, I think one of the challenges that I have is that it is for me a season filled if I'm not careful, filled with anxiety. Any of you have anxiety at Christmas? I mean, think of all the things we have to get done. We went through just some of those at church on, on the video announcements, but, but you have things to do, right? I mean, you have a house to decorate, you have gifts to buy, you have food to buy for, all of those things, and all of those things just, they can sometimes get weighty and add up. And I don't know about you, but I always want the perfect Christmas. My Christmas didn't get off to a good start. If you watched any of the video, we were lighting the church on Thanksgiving evening. I flipped the switch. And of course, what do you expect? The lights would come on. But no, it's like the Griswold Christmas. The lights come on, the lights go off. Burned the switch out. The good news is, come by tonight. We, got, we have a new switch. Everything's working again absolutely gorgeous but but what does it take what does it really take to have the perfect Christmas what does it take to make a Christmas without a hitch I think the big challenge for us is to keep our focus Why do we even celebrate Christmas? Why is it that we have Christmas? You know, many modern leadership courses are focused on getting you to answer the question, why? Why do you do what you do? An amazing thing happens. Once we understand the why, everything else starts to fall in line. We can be very perfunctory in all of the things that we do. If we don't understand why we do them, we lose the focus. So for the next four Sundays, we're going to talk about socks and underwear in a little different way. We're going to try and hone in our focus on the why of Christmas and the why it matters, the why we celebrate, and the why it is as the body of Christ, this is one of the great 
greatest of times. I want to take us back to Isaiah. Sean shared a little of Isaiah with us this morning, but I'm going to take us specifically to Isaiah 7:14 and hear this. The prophet says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. It's really easy for us. We've, we've heard the prophecy. We know the story. It's easy to think of the people in those days, the Jewish people, having that on the forefront of their mind. I mean, they're always looking. They're always thinking, this could be the day. This could be the time. And yet, I assure you, that isn't really the way it was. They weren't on the edge of their seat waiting for this prophecy to come to pass. And so when the angel came to Mary, it wasn't one of those waited all my life moments. It was more a question of who me? Mary going, what? You want me to do? You expect me to do? You are you are telling me what? Hear it as Mary heard it. We're in the first chapter of Luke beginning in the 26th and reading through the 28th verses. Luke records it like this. He says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He'll be great, and we call the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Let's go back and think about Mary for a moment. I mean, Mary, sweet Mary, young Mary, is engaged to be married. How many of you have had a wedding planned in your household? I'm telling you, when Jessica, my daughter, got married, Carol had books, scrapbooks, 
here's here's what the dress looks like here's what the music looks like here's what the flowers are going to be i mean it was it was laid out a to z i kept saying to her this is not your wedding we had a that's supposed to be fun but weddings tend to be a big deal mary's planning her wedding she's planning her wedding Everything is is about to just come apart at the seams. Here is an angel saying to her, you are going to become pregnant and bear the very Son of God. Wow. Talk about changing your wedding plans. I mean, it really rearranged everything. Yet, I ask you to remember the promise that we've read from Isaiah. Isaiah said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. That's a powerful promise and an incredible gift. Except Mary wasn't expecting that. She was no doubt filled with anxiety. How do I tell my mom and dad? How do I how do I tell Joseph? What will the people in this community think? It was overwhelming. See, we read it as a sweet and marvelous story, but if you were living it out at the time, it had to be really challenging. know that the very faith that brought this gift to Mary would be the faith that would carry her forward. It was the faith that allowed her to say, let it be so. This gift, not what I wanted, not what I would have planned for, is in fact necessarily, but it's the gift that we need. We talk about and, and are using kind of as a backdrop socks and underwear. Who of you hasn't received socks and underwear for Christmas? I mean, really, it's almost a standard. It would, it would come in your stocking. It would be under the tree. Maybe some of our parents wrapped them up so we could unwrap them and go, oh, wonderful. Socks and underwear. But a rhetorical question here. Who of us doesn't need underwear? I had people answer that question before, just so you know. But, the, but we all need socks and underwear. It, it's a very functional gift. It's something that is absolutely universal. You know, the number one item that is requested in homeless shelters? Socks. And following socks, the next thing, underwear. We, we just have, we have gotten so used to having all of that, we take it for granted. And I fear that as Christians, sometimes we take for granted that gift we've received as well. 
love and that grace of Christ? Why, of course it's there. But this season, I want us to refocus. I want us to think about the value. One of the things that happens when you get older, have you noticed when you get socks and underwear for Christmas, you're like, yay, that's a good deal. Thank you. I'm glad I have, you know, I never buy underwear all year. It just happens at Christmas. It just shows up. Can't beat that. Maturity helps us. I'm asking for us during the season of Advent. valuable is this gift. It wouldn't be what we'd ask for, right? But it indeed is what we need. I just I can't help but, but go over in my mind all that had to be going through Mary's mind. I mean, Mary knows kind of what the gift is, right? I mean, the angel came to her and said, you're going to bear a child. That child will be God's son. Even She even knows the name. You're going to name this child Emmanuel. God with us. But what about all the things that are unexpected with the gift? One of my favorite songs at Christmas is a song called Mary Listen, if you would, to those words. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? That child that you delivered would soon deliver. This child would grow up in a carpenter's house. He'd learn to be a great woodworker. You know, he had to be the perfect son, right? But then the day came that he wasn't a woodworker anymore. The day that he stepped away from his day job and walked into the Son of God. The gift that would be scorned. The gift that would be persecuted. The gift that would be crucified. What Mary didn't know was that Jesus would go through all of that and on Easter morning would walk out of the Gifts are funny things. They're unexpected. 
We're not really sure how we feel about them at times. But this gift of Christmas, like socks and underwear, is a gift that we need. I'm going to challenge you during this season to do something that that will help kind of one of those people that I kind of learn by doing, and if I can actually do something, it'll stick with me. If I can actually do something, it, it will it will have a, a weight that, that truly will hold into my life. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, when you're Christmas shopping, to do something very simple. Pick up some socks, pick up some underwear, Place them under the tree in the park. Now, I had somebody ask me after the 9 o'clock service, should we wrap them? Not necessary. You know, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to go, you're going to buy socks and underwear, not for yourself, though if you need them, feel free to do that as well. But you're going to bring those socks and underwear, and you're going to place them under the tree. people that receive them, they're going to need them. And here's, here's the part that comes back home. You're going to remember the gift of Christmas that you need. The why of Christmas. The gift of Jesus Christ. My friends, we're going to talk about socks and underwear for the next three Sundays, so settle in. We'll be creative. We'll be innovative. But I promise you this. We will always end the season of Advent with the gift of Christmas. Pray with me. Lord God, we're thankful today. We're thankful for the ways that, that you touch and move in our lives. And we ask that, that Lord God, that you would help us keep our focus on the why. Help us give thanks to the one that brings the gift. Lord, we ask your blessing today, and we ask it in Jesus' name.